welcome back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. I hope you're ready for some serious knowledge bombs. We got a great program we're going to talk about today, doing some amazing things for our community. We got Manny Barrow with us today. From here tomorrow, he's going to tell us all about the program, what they got going on. Can't wait to hear more about it. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up to hear Manny's story, first of all, right? Because that's my big thing. Like, I want to hear his story, but I really want to hear about what this organization does, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited for our listeners to be able to hear about it and just to, to kind of absorb um, what's out there. So I'm, I'm ready to go to work, dude. Let's get it. Oh, absolutely. So we got Manny Barra, who's an Army veteran and veteran advocate. He served close to 10 years in the Army as an MP. During his time in the service, he served in various law enforcement leadership positions from patrol to law enforcement operations, NCO. Upon transition, he switched careers and moved into the mental health field. Episode after episode seems like a natural transition. <laughs> Go from MP to mental health uh, professional. Uh, can't wait to hear how that transition worked. Uh, he currently serves as a military peer recovery specialist for a suicide prevention nonprofit called Here Tomorrow located in Neptune Beach, Florida. He aspires to become a licensed mental health clinician to continue to serve the veteran demographic. Amazing calling that you have, Manny. Can't wait to get into that. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Sean. Hey, thank you guys for what you guys do and give me the opportunity to come on here and you know share the amazing program that we got here tomorrow and also a little bit about my story. That can't wait to hear it all. Uh, the mission itself right here tomorrow, I'm really excited to get into that because all three of us sitting here right now are just overly concerned with um, suicide prevention, especially when it comes to you know service members transitioning out. Um, and, and many of us had to, to deal with those while we were in. So we can't wait to actually get into hearing what Here Tomorrow does to help in that area. But first, let's talk a little bit about your transition process, Manny. How one, why you decided to get out, how that transition process worked, and then what led you to what, you, what you're trying to do today with Here Tomorrow. So uh, like you mentioned, I served 10 years in the Army, close to 10 years, and, and I was at that at those crossroads, right? You either do 10 more years to retire or you, you, know, you try to switch gears and go to something else, right? So I was very at that cusp. You know, I was a staff sergeant looking uh, to get promoted to E7, sergeant first class. Had everything going for me, but, you know, I just hit that mental break that a lot of service members, you know, unfortunately do experience when it comes to mental health specifically. So me, myself, like as many others out there, you know, I really did struggle. Um, I really thought that, you know, hey, like I really wish I don't wake up tomorrow type thing. You know, the the substances came into play. Uh, alcohol seemed like the, the number one thing to cope with the pain and just kind of like, all right, let me just numb everything, not talk about it, because unfortunately, you know, being in the service is still a very stigmatized topic when it comes to mental health, right? So all the times, you know, they're like harping on, hey, let's do some suicide awareness training, some ACE training, assist training, all that, right? But under the undertone for all those things is that like, hey, you know, whatever you do say to that a, a, a behavioral health, you know, that may jeopardize your career, right? So unfortunately, that still may be a thing. And I get it, right? I I sat in rooms and for risk assessment meetings and all that. Like, I know there's always a risk with what we do in the service. But at the same time, the stigma is very heavy where guys, they, they just want to take that stuff home with them, not talk about it. They don't want to put their careers in jeopardy. But then, you know, later on, 
we're a very reactionary force. When something happens to one of our service members, then we're like, okay, where did we go wrong? Like, we didn't see the signs. Like, you know, so instead of being reactionary, I think, you know, the whole mental health um, stigma, you know, you really have to have those conversations to where we're proactive about like, hey, let's get the service member like in treatment. All right, let's, you know, let's make sure that they're taken care of because guess what? The most valuable asset in our military across the board is our people, right? It's our soldiers, our NCOs, our family members, you name it, you know, we got to really put the emphasis on them and make sure that they're doing okay to therefore, you know, do what we do in the military is that, and that is to accomplish the mission, right? So <clears throat> my transition was that like, I didn't see myself doing like 10 more years. I just knew that I just didn't have that fire and that passion in me that I had for so many years leading up to that point where I'm like, I think I'm gonna do more harm than good, not only for myself, but for the soldiers and the organization I was gonna be a part of. So I just decided to, hey, let's switch gears, let's transition out. Um, and the transition process, you know, as many know, it's very cutthroat, like, hey, here's all this info. It's like drinking through a fire hose and it's like, all right, good luck out there. Unfortunately for some, mainly the, the, those, um, those first time uh, service members, like those young E4s and all that, they're transitioning out. They don't have the time, right? We don't really, we're not really taught like, you know, the resumes and all these things until you're there. And unfortunately some, the way your unit or whatever operates, they don't really give soldiers that adequate time to really focus on that transition. Cause it is a very, very like life, altering event that's going to happen to you and you're not going to know what it is until boom you're there right and that's exactly where i found myself and how do you guys say like don't drown in the in the sea of transition guess what i'm that guy that was drowning that had water over me i'm trying to see like what can i do to get my head above water right so i knew i didn't want to continue into law enforcement because that just wasn't a thing that you know that was calling for me the purpose of me serving is to serve others that's that's entirely what was my background on like i always wanted to serve uh, other people that was the decision i made when i enlisted and also how can i serve other soldiers so taking the mp route although you know we don't get a very high rep in the army but i'll tell you what man when people knew I was working, you know, it's all about that community policing. They're like, hey, Sergeant Bear is working. Like, you know, anything happens, just give them a call, right? So it's all about that community policing and to serve other soldiers, right? Transitioning out, I'm like, I need to find something else that I can continue doing what I'm doing, not in the law enforcement area, but somewhere else. And what else did I look at? I looked inside of myself. I'm like, you know, I need to do something about my mental health and what can I do to help others that may be struggling? Because it really is like you don't know what you don't know when somebody's struggling until they come out. Okay, what do we do from here? So I jumped on Indeed and I was just shooting my resume out like freaking like a freaking M4 man on just full auto here, 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 everywhere, hoping something would catch on. And uh, believe it or not, uh, I, I saw this position for here tomorrow because I knew I wanted to come back to Jacksonville. I'm, I'm originally from the Jacksonville area. So I knew I wanted to go back home, go get some warm warm weather, some uh, sand and beach in my life. And there was this organization that said the first responder peers position. I'm like, okay, what is this? Right. And after researching the organization, I'm like, okay, this is suicide prevention. Okay. I mean, this is something I could see myself doing. So I shot my resume, you know, shot my shot in the dark and <clears throat> a few weeks go by about a week or so. I get a call from my current director and she's like, Hey, so this is what we're 
wanting to do. Uh, we're trying to get this program for first responders and veterans up and going. She gave me a sales pitch and I was sold, right? But the problem is, is that I was still almost three months away from my actual like transition, my actual final out date, starting terminal leave. And I let them know, I'm like, hey, like I'm interested in what you guys got going on, but I'm not going to be there until another two to three months. And she's like, hey, I'll wait for you. And that is something no other employer did for me or even mentioned like, hey, they wanted me like then and there. Right. Because I got multiple job offers across across many different infantry, uh, not infantry, but industry. And I'm like, OK, cool. You know, you know what? I think this may be my calling. Right. After discussing it with some very close friends and mentors are like, hey, I think this is something that you could do and that you will excel at. I mean, think about it. You've been doing this as NCO when soldiers, when Joe got problems at home or whatever, you know, they come to you, you talk to them, you know how to talk to them, you know how to direct them to the different resources that are available. Like you've been doing this day in, day out as a leader. So why not doing it, do it outside as a supply? And I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? I was sold. So three months go by. And then here I am here tomorrow. I was the first veteran hired on the staff. And uh, to date, we got four veterans on staff and a retired law enforcement officer, which is our program manager. And, you know, it's been, it's been really great. And this is, I thank my organization every day because I'm like, hey, you guys definitely helped me. You guys were my lifeline out of that sea of transition. They welcomed me with open arms or like, hey, you know, come on in. And it's the most uh, functional but dysfunctional people I've ever been with. Like, they're very great. I'm telling you, everybody here is, is, is amazing. They all have great stories. And you have to have that type of um, like-mindedness to do this type of job. And that is to serve others that may be struggling. Dude, I love that. Sean, that kind of sounds like us, right? That functioning dysfunction. That kind of sounds like you and me, buddy. I think I relate to that. Dude, Manny, that... I, I let you keep talking. I didn't want to. I wanted to stop you a couple of points because like the level of, of transparency and authenticity that you just brought through your story, right? What happened is you're getting ready to, 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 to make a decision at 10 years with what's next, right? Do I, do I re-enlist? Do I go in deaf, right? That's such a scary word. Do I go in deaf or do I, or do I get out? But when you recognize your own mental, mental health struggles, right? And when you, when you acknowledge that, when you started to see what you were doing to, to, to cope, yep. right? That's such a vulnerable state. And it's such a real place that so many of us find ourselves at, right? I got there as I was going through transition, right? Mm -hmm. I had this great, this great career for 25 years, dude, for a quarter of a century, dude, I carried the ball down the field. And I felt like at the five yard line is when I started to fumble it. And I was like, how am I, how, how, like, how do I get, how do I get run after run? And now I'm fumbling it on the five yard line. Right. And that's where my mental health kind of kicked me in the teeth. But dude, the, the level of authenticity and vulnerability, it's so important that we share those stories. It's mm -hmm. so important that we talk about that. What you guys are doing is so valuable for people like us, right? Our community, because we have to have a safe place to go. Right. And we've got to have people who set the example of being vulnerable because that's not a natural state for a lot of us, especially, especially service mm -hmm. members. No, sir. Right. That's not that's not a, that's not a natural emotional or mental state for a service member to be in. We've each of us have been, you know, if you've been deployed or if you've been in hard training exercises or if you've been in hard units, it doesn't really matter. It isn't a combat mm -hmm. thing. It's a it's a it's a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. Right. You just wake up every morning, you lace up your boots and you go. Exactly. I don't care if your back is hurting. You're going to run. I don't care if your knees are hurting. You're going to ruck. 
I don't care if your heart is hurting, you're going to perform. I don't care if your mind is hurting, you're going to go. Right. And so having organizations like here tomorrow, for those of us who are still struggling with that, those of us who experience that, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to stop rambling, dude, because I'm, I'm, I'm speechless at what you guys do. So I think that's where we want to go next, right? I want to hear more about what the organization does. How does it work? How do we find you? Give me, give me the whole, I want the in-depth dive in, let's swim around in it. Cool. So uh, let's see. So our founder, right, he is, was a very, it, well, it currently is, he's a serial entrepreneur, very successful business person, right? Um, he had almost all the resources available to him. Uh, he had, a, he had his, his son, his only son, that you know started struggling with mental health and being a a serial entrepreneur you think that this this is an individual that knows everybody everybody knows this person right and he really did still have barriers to get his son to care mm. right to get him into like um mental health care and unfortunately his son did end up taking his life by suicide so that is what prompted our founder to be like okay if i'm gonna do something about this i need to have an organization that can break down all barriers and make sure that there's nobody else like him and his family that went through something like this and that through his grief is what gave birth to our organization right and we're very much a still young organization we've been open for three for three years now and within the last six months there's been a need for hey let's also focus on that other demographic that very first responder demographic so that's when myself and my program manager brandon we got brought on board uh, to do exactly that, right? So what it is from a nutshell is that if you've been struggling with your mental health, whether it's suicide ideations, whether it's feeling hopeless, depressed, you name it, right? You could, you know, walk in, you could give us a phone call, you could text, right? No appointments required. You can make an appointment on our website. All it is, is making sure that, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, we have people here on staff that are trained to talk to you. So everybody here is a peer, uh, on the peer staff. And what that is, is that, you know, we're non-clinical, meaning that we're not licensed, right? We can't diagnose you with mental health disorders or anything like that, right? So a non-clinical peer is just somebody that, hey, we've been, we've been there, right? Let me give you that helping hand and guide you out of that dark place. All right, let's put things in, into play. Let's focus on your goals, your vision, what they are. Let's help you get there, right? And through that is our peer model, right? So if you call in, feeling suicidal, you'll be paired up with a peer, uh, and then we'll be here to support you for a whole calendar year, right? Mm. And through that, through that, we have support groups in-house, right? We have multiple support groups. We have a general support group for 18-plus adults, right? We have a LGBT uh, support group as well. We have a veteran first responder support group as well. And also um, we have a new sounds of healing support group. So it's just a music therapy support group per se. Right. So even if you're not enrolled in our program, our support groups are open to the public and the majority of them are hybrid. So you could be joining our support group from the comfort of your home. Just a link, join in and let's talk about your mental health. Right. And also through that, you know, we also break those barriers of getting you access to therapy right? We will pay for your therapy. We will pair you up with a clinician and pay for your therapy. And we see it as an additional layer of care, right? So we're there to support you for a calendar year. You got the support groups in here um, in our organization. And also we'll pay for your therapy and we're there to support you while you're on this journey back to recovery. That's incredible. Now I know you're in the, the beautiful city of Jack's, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's first right. of all, that, that 
I know Sean said, yeah, that's where Sean is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but you guys have got an incredible veteran community, right? I've got yes. a lot of friends that are down there. Um, yes. You guys have got an incredible veteran community. So there's a, I mean, it's, it's a target rich environment, right? There's a lot of us yes. down there. Um, but I, you said from the comfort of our, of your own home, is this something that someone outside of Jacksonville can take advantage of? Is this something that if, if I'm up here in Columbus, Georgia, or if I've got a buddy in North Carolina, can, can I point them in your direction? Eric, that's a really great question. And of course, right, we do have telehealth services. So wherever you are, you know, in the continental United States, right, we're there to help you, right? I have some clients all the way out to the West Coast from Colorado to Las Vegas that I see, at, you know, every every two weeks. And, you know, we tr really try to do um, address the barriers of care. You know, some people may have transportation issues. Some people may uh, be working till 6 p.m. But guess what? You know, we really try to look at all those factors and say, okay, well, guess what? We're going to be open every single day. If weekends is the only time you got available, guess what? We're going to have up here, here on the weekends to help you out. And we have a veteran on wow. staff every single day of the week in case we have that uh, a veteran calling in or whatnot. So to answer your question in short, yes, they could give us a call from wherever they are. Now, what I do want to add, though, is that when it comes to the therapy portion, our clinicians are only licensed in the state of Florida for Florida okay. residents. Now, that's the only thing that we try to see seek out the resources in their local area and see what we could do to get them connected to that. But quite frankly, some people, all they need is just somebody to talk to. They don't need a licensed therapist. They don't need a psychiatrist, really. Like, they just need somebody to talk to and really, like, address, like, how they're feeling and what to do to get them out of that, that slump, right? And some people just need to come to support group and just be in a group setting talking about their week or whatever the case may be. It really is. Some people, that's all they need, right? So let's get them those things that they need. Yeah, I think it's incredibly cathartic sometimes to sit down with people um, of like mind, like background, and to hear that I'm not the only one that suffered. Like I'm not the only one that's struggling. I'm, I'm not the only one that's, that's having a hard day, right? And, and, and not only am I not the only one that's having a hard day, but as I'm in the middle of my hard day, I'm looking at Manny and Manny's telling his story and I'm like, well, there's victory. So, so victory is possible, mm -hmm. right? Hope, hope is there and victory is possible. That's, there's power in that, man. Like real power. Yeah, I, so, I think you said it beautifully, man. That, that's the whole gist of what we do here is to let you know that, hey, you're not alone, right? That's what's unique about our peer model is that, you know, we're required to have that lived experience, whether it's with mental health, substances, whatever you whatever you name it, right? We have somebody here that have a similar lived experience as you, and they're going to be with you to support you throughout that whole calendar year. I love that. Oh, yeah. Amazing mission. And I know you're you're not you know the the serial entrepreneur that started the company, but can you give us any insight or thoughts into where here tomorrow may be going? You know, are, are we looking to expand the reach, the locations? Um, you know, what, what kind of thoughts maybe do you guys have going on at the, at the business? Yeah, so we got a lot of things that uh, are upcoming, but I'm a firm believer that you know, in order to have a skyscraper, you need a solid foundation. Right. Come so on. let's lay out that foundation first and then let's build upon that and see where we can take this. Right. So we really are in the process of laying out a strong foundation where we are and try to replicate this program in other areas of the state. And who knows, five years, five years from now, we may be we may be nationwide. Right. So there's always a vision and like, let's put little things into play and get get there. So what's upcoming for us um, is that a lot of people are like, hey, do you guys service youth? 
you guys serve as teenagers. Like we got, we, I, my, my, my son is 16. He's struggling with his mental health. Like, can you help him right here in the near future? We are implementing a teen program. So we will be servicing a 13, 17 year olds that may be struggling, that may be having suicide ideations, that may be hopeless, you know, you could bring them here and then they'll have a, a teen peer, a youth peer to help them out. So that's that is awesome. something that is uh, that is upcoming. That's very exciting. A lot of people in the community are like, hey, like, do you service children? Like, hey, my team, my daughter, whatever. And, you know, it really sucks when I'm on the phone. I'm like, hey, at this time we do not. But guess what? I'm still going to try to connect to the resources. Right. So we never turn nobody away. Right. We really try to give them that space and that time for them to express themselves. And if we can't help them here, we'll point them in the right direction or refer them out to somebody that may help them with their situation. That's beautiful. I love that, man. What an exciting future. What an exciting way to expand this. Let's you're right. Like let's um, I don't know. I don't know about you, man, but you you couldn't pay me enough to go back and be a teenager today. Like there's not a dollar <laughs> amount that I would accept to go back. Today's today's kids are under fire, bro. Yes. Society's got them under fire. I mean, it these kids are are they're under attack. And so having a safe place for them to sit down with a peer. And, and again, experience that, that, that vision of hope and that, that experience of victory, I think is, is incredible. What about volunteer operate uh, opportunities, either for local folks there in Jack's or for the veterans that are living in the U S where, how can we get involved? How do we help us? Okay. So, uh, first thing is that what you brought up earlier, you know, Jacksonville is a very veteran bridge community, right? We got three naval bases. Um, you know, we got a lot of veterans in this community. And with that, we have um, veteran organizations, VFW, American Legion, you name it, right? We're, we're very close partners with American Legion here in Jack's Beach, right? So if you're in Jack's Beach area, area, go to Post 129. Those guys are awesome. Anything they, Anytime they need something or I need something from them, uh, those guys are like, hey, what can we do to support you, right? So um, reach out to those veteran organizations. Uh, I got brought on to this. I met Sean through a veteran networking organization called Vets on Tab. I know Will has been on the podcast uh, early on. So get involved in things like that and just get the word out, right? So we're on social media, share, and, and you know, we're only um, as strong individually than we are as a group. Right. So it's really a community effort to get the word out of what we're doing now with the volunteers. Uh, funny enough, we do have a few volunteers that does help help uh, pick up the phones for us. But here in the near future, uh, the goal is to have, you know, anytime we have a veteran event upcoming. Right. Let's get those veterans and, and first responder volunteers to come help us out and just come, you know, just spread the word. So that is upcoming uh, once we get our volunteer program um, nailed down. And that is something that I'm excited about. You know, I, I love going to these uh, events, tabling at these events and all that, but it would be really great to have those volunteers out there with us um, promoting what we do. And also uh, we're nonprofits. So all of our services I, I, I stated is at no cost to anybody receiving our services. But how can we continue um, our mission is is through the generous donations of, of, of donors, of individuals, of groups. So if you do have the means and you're feeling very giving, Right. You could always go to our website and just donate or reach out to me. You know, if you're in a local area, you know, hey, if you're a veteran and you're interested about donating to us, we'll bring you in, give you a tour and whatever, whatever you want to give. Every dollar matters and every dollar is going to help us push and continue our mission. And that is to help out anybody that may be struggling with their mental health in our area. I love it. I'm going to tell you, dude, here, here tomorrow, just got a new follower on IG, bro. I got you. 
Hey, our IG is very popular. Uh, shout out to our outreach coordinator, Maya. She does an amazing job. And just watch out for what she's going to be posting um, on Monday on 9-11. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. You guys got another follower, and I'm going to make sure I, uh, I pass it on. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Eric, Eric's trying to fit in with the younger crowd. He's all into the I just know where they're at, man. Listen, if if, if we're if we're here to help people, dude, we got to go where they're at. Oh, right? I know, and that, that's why I, I I let people like you that are young and hip, you know, lead, lead me to, to where everybody's at. <laughs> I don't know if those are words I would use for myself, but um, <laughs> um yeah. So we have you know a fantastic veteran organization or support network here in Jackson. Like like several cities that that I've been to, mm-hmm. Antonio is another one that always comes to mind. You know, and so the the fact that we have so many actual organizations that are started here or exist here is really uh, amazing to me. And you know, like you said, we met at Bets on Tap. You know, you get out to the different events and you're always talking to people. You're always you know trying to you know get a feel, get people's stories. And that's what it's about, because a lot of times at these networking events, people just want to talk. You know, they, they may show up, you know, hoping that something more may happen, a, a job offer, or, you know, meeting a, a potential lead to get a job. But there's so many that I've seen that literally just want to sit and talk. They want to, you know, have that camaraderie again that they had in the service. And, you know, it, it, it's just awesome that you guys essentially have taken that to a whole new level. You know, and you guys offer that service to people when they really need it. And, you know, you got two retired first sergeants here that, you know, have dealt with this topic, you know, while in service. Um, and it's just one of those that always hits close to home and, and is so important. And to see after people leave the military still struggling and still having those mm-hmm. demons have to fight. So thankful that there's organizations like here tomorrow that are actually trying to help people, you know, get, get through their issues and continue to move forward. And I applaud you mm-hmm. for, for the efforts you guys have going on down here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll tell you. you too, like, as, like Sean said, right. Two retired first arms, but I also have two sons that are currently serving. Right. So I got two sons that are currently in the army and having walked that life, right. Having walked that path ahead of them. I, I know what it's like to be a specialist. Right. I know it's like to have your NCO pissed off at you. I know what it's like to, you know, have yeah. hard days. Like I remember those days. So like Sean said, dude, just knowing that somebody's out there um, and I'll just as a dad, right. Like knowing that somebody's out there that my kid can turn to that's, that's priceless to me, dude. That's priceless yeah. to me. Exactly. And what I want to add too is that, you know, we also serve as active duty, right? So you don't have to be a veteran. You know, we don't care about what your discharge status was because a lot of these organizations, they do great work, but they also want like, Hey, like, let me see your D214. I need to check that honorable discharge status. We don't care about none of that. Right. If you serve, you put a uniform on, like we're here to serve you. If you're a, a, a regular civilian in the population, we're here to serve you as well. And also uh, we're confidential. That is something that I think any service member that's serving today, it's like, I, I need to get a hold of these guys because like, you know, we don't report to your chain of command. Right. So if you right. really do need a space to talk to somebody that understands that, you know, what you're going through, we got people on staff that could, that, that could really talk to you and all that. And we're a hundred percent confidential. So I think that's something that's unique to, to address too. Yeah, always, always so important to have outside resources, you mm-hmm. know, 
and I know that the military does a lot of things to try to bring in outside resources to a certain extent, but I, I think since the chain of commands are doing it, there's still that lack of trust, you know, that eventually it'll get back to them and, and things like that to have an actual nonprofit out there that doesn't care what your status is. You know, if you need mm -hmm. help, call them. Absolutely love it. Um, exactly. we, we, we are coming down to time again, man. This one went fast. I could listen to Manny talk all day, bro. <laughs> you come down here for vets on top of it. <laughs> I, I should. I need to get down to Jack's. I, I need yeah. to get some sun. I mean, Columbus, Georgia is sunny, but like there's no water here, and I miss the water. Yeah. There's yeah. a bit more water down here. That's for sure. Um, yeah, man. Get some sun. It's uh, pretty cool down here, man. It's a lot to do. <laughs> so, real quick, Manny, what do you want to leave the audience with? I just want to let them know that, hey, you know, if you're out there and you've had um, thoughts about not being alive, uh, you've been struggling, you know, just know that you're not alone. You can reach out to us. And it's also it's OK not to be OK. And it's also OK to get some help. And that's what we're here to do. And that's what I do. So we're here for you. Awesome. Absolutely love that. Love what you guys got going on. And uh can't wait to see where we go in the future. Eric, you want to take us out? Yeah, man. Hey, listen, I just want to do, I just want to make sure our listeners understand something. If you are a veteran who knows somebody, if you are a family member who has a veteran, who has an active duty member, who has a first responder who needs help, don't sit back and watch. Do something. Encourage them. Offer up this resource. Here tomorrow's a resource, but they're only a resource if they're used. And to our listeners who might find themselves in a position to be able to financially contribute, Manny said it best, we cannot continue without generous donations. So if you are, if you're an organization, if you are an individual, if you are somebody who's listening, who says, you know what, my family struggled with that. I've experienced that. And you need somewhere to throw a dollar to help another person out. Keep these guys in mind, reach out to them. All right. Um, Manny, I'm a huge fan, bro. Um, just because I lived this story. You know what I mean? I, I walked this. So um, I'm really, I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. Um, I'm glad you were on the show, dude. Um, and I, I'm, I'm here. You let me know how I can help, dude. I got your back. Um, as for the rest of our family, uh, like Sean said, we've come to the end of our, our episode. Um, thank you for turning into the Vet SOS podcast. Remember, please, please, please do not drown in a sea of transition. Reach out and grab the Vet SOS left line. Y'all have a great day. Thank you.